0: Time is running up for the planet Earth. It's impervious to all voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. fun, fun! <laughs> yes. That's nice! Ah! Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space.
1: It's a bird. It's a plane. It's very important. It does not confuse It's a
0: trap. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Shell Inherent. I'm, Daniel Pickett. And I'm Jason Lindsay. And ah, uh, it's, it's summertime for nerds. Summertime, summertime, summertime blues. <laughs> yes.
1: Summertime for nerds. Why is it a summertime for nerds?
0: I don't know. You know, there's always a lot of a lot of stuff that comes out in the summertime. Big blockbuster movies. Uh, there sure are. Uh, you know, there's just uh, a lot of stuff. It seems like happens in the summer, revealed in the summer, uh, talked about in the summer, yes. and then you know, we've talked about already ad nauseum. But the big show, always in the summer, smack dab in the middle.
1: The big, the big show. I'm, I'm assuming uh, you're referring to uh, <clears throat> One Life to Live. That, that.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the one. Yeah, everybody's favorite. Yeah, we're getting close, huh? It's happening. Yeah, we are. Hey, I found out about something like a Comic Con exclusive that you're doing that I didn't know about. What's this? Yeah, hold on a second. Oh, I just I got it in the mail the other day. I
1: sure, hope I know about it.
0: Uh, it's a it's an eight inch figure of the Hulu original series, The Awesomes. Yes. And it says made by Biff Bang Pow. That's us.
1: We uh, so, that's part of the um, that's part of the whole. Well, kind of, sort of, part of the whole SNL thing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's uh, like Seth, Seth Meyers, right? Myers, right. And he's
1: a right. uh he's a big geek and a big comic book uh, fan. And, you know, one of the things, you know, because we're going to be...
0: Uh... Well, I was just about to reveal something that I should... Sweet! Let's no, do it! See, that's, that's awesome! Terrific! Like, oh, the people want to... We won't put this up till long
1: after I, that's been announced. I forget that we we record this sometimes and it's like, it's, it's as if you and I are just having a normal conversation
0: and then it's like, Oops. that's, that's always what we're hoping
1: for. <laughs> Oops. I forgot that <laughs> bit. Um, anyway, it's sort of tied into the SNL thing and it was, it was kind of, um, uh, not a favor. That's the wrong, word, but almost like a request from Seth. He'd oh, okay. to do something for, for this show. Now this is a, an original, uh, series on Hulu, an animated series. Uh, about this uh, superhero team, um, yeah, we've got a couple other things that are kind of up our sleeves that um, that are going to be happening at uh, Comic Con. I'm I'm bursting to talk about a couple of things that I I can't yet. No. And the, and the real the real kicker. Let's see if I can. The real kicker is going to be there are going to be a couple of announcements prior or in conjunction. To Comic Con, okay. However,
0: that's got to be happening soon. Yes,
1: very soon. However, we're so down to the wire that we're not going to really have anything on display. Um, like, for example, someone like yourself, right? Uh, who is always welcome to get you know privileged info. though you can't necessarily share it or show anything. Uh, you will be taken to a special room. Blindfolded, of course, uh, uh, and, and driven to a special room uh, off campus. Oh wow! And um, should I pack a lunch? Given uh, given a, a shot of a sodium pentothal to relax you, uh-huh. and uh, you know, a bottled water on your way out, and you'll be given some information. So, so we'll be able to make these announcements, but unfortunately, there'll be nothing really to show. Until well after uh, Comic Con, but people like yourself, and then of course, you know, this is a little sort of inside info for the for folks that are kind of um, curious about the whole toy world and how things work sometimes. And this isn't uh, you know cut and dry. This isn't necessarily perfect information, but um, you know this is the kind of thing where this is a great opportunity at Comic Con. For example, for EE e. Distribution, who, who distributes all of Biff Bang Pow's stuff, right. to have meetings in that special room uh, backstage,
0: uh, and upstairs now. Have you been upstairs yet? I, I have not, but I, I have an appointment to go oh, upstairs. good.
1: Okay. I want to yes. be there when you, when you do, because...
0: With the lovely Bethany.
1: The Entertainment Earth booth. Let's set that up. The Entertainment Earth booth, for the past couple of years now, has an upstairs, which is so cool because, um, it's just as you know, just getting off the floor for a little bit to try to sit down even is tough, but it's yeah. cool to to be up top to be able to you know look out over the whole you know all the madness from that that p o v um and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. you feel like you're in a castle, looking <laughs> right looking down, yeah. looking down at the commoners um. Uh, it's just fun to be up there, and and that's where a lot of meetings, are, you know, take place. Um, I had a great roundtable, for example. We won't go into this, but a nice roundtable meeting with seventeen people from the BBC last year. Oh, how heartbreaking! Because the stuff we discussed at that meeting upstairs at that booth was all about what was going to be happening this year at
0: Comic Con. Oh, and stuff that is not stuff happening. happening not all. happening.
1: Oh, The Plans We Had. What's that Dr. Seuss book? Oh, The Places You'll Go?
0: The, the Places You'll Go, yeah. yes.
1: This is called Oh, The Places We Could Have Gone. Mm. We Should Have Gone. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that maybe a year from now when they lift the um, information clause or whatever. Um, so, so, that, that's, so you'll come up there and you'll, and you'll see some of this stuff. Excellent. Well, we've got a couple of big announcements. Very excited about it. And, and the first snap first-
0: some yeah. pictures. Tweet it out to all the listeners. Yes.
1: The first little trickles of that info will will hit at um, at Comic Con. But yeah, that'll be fun. You'll dig the the upstairs. Awesome. And there's caviar and lobster. Oh wow. There's lobster. Uh, you know, vintage Dom.
0: Uh, wow, you guys really are going all out. Yeah.
1: RC cola. If you prefer. Oh, my RC goodness. up there. Right. Yeah, it's fun. I'm
0: greatly, greatly looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, now,
1: now um, let's just, because like I say, we, leading up to Comic-Con, we tend to talk about things that are going to be happening, or might happen, or we wish would happen. You obviously have a million things to do when you're there, and a lot of tradition, but what, what are some of the things, like, let's say first 24 hours, what is it that you're most giddy or excited about when you go to Comic-Con? What... What is it? Is it stepping through that that door the first time? Is it is it the madness of preview night? Is it is it seeing friends? It, you know, going to certain booths. What is it that gets you excited right away?
0: Well, it's certainly certainly seeing seeing friends. Uh, always always a delight. Um, yeah, and I just found out last night uh, that my my old buddy Cantina Danny looks like he's going to be there. Oh, right on. I always yep. assume that Danny's
1: there all the time. He's, he doesn't make a he doesn't make it every year.
0: Normally he does, but you know this year he got married and went on a honeymoon, and right. you know he was just sort of uh, not gonna. But he he actually yesterday was my birthday. Happy uh, birthday. And he was he had to come out uh, unfortunately for something with his his wife's family. Uh, someone passed away. Oh, and but correct. but they stopped by last night as a complete surprise. Uh that's something they were in cahoots with my wife with uh so they they showed up and hung out last night. It was a delightful time, nice. and as we plied him with alcohol, uh the plan came together of you know i I can probably get you in it's not too late, oh, no. and so, oh yeah, yeah, oh,
1: right on, so he wasn't planning on
0: he was not gonna come this year, oh. this was going to be his uh, his furlough year now um for comic con uh well,
1: you know. If Danny's listening, even if he's not, condolences to his his in laws. Sorry to hear about yes. that, um, and his lovely wife, who I think I met last year.
0: I think you did yeah.
1: last year. Now she's got a, a little boy, right?
0: Yes. And uh-huh. what's his name?
1: Uh, his name is Elliot. Now is he is he going to tag along? Is he able to tag along for this kind of thing, or is he? Is he too little? I mean, he's pretty little, right?
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's young. I, no, so I, he will not be there yet, but. He has been going to, you know, they're, they're out in Phoenix, so he's been going to several, like, Phoenix Comic Con and some other shows. Oh, fun. And just, yeah, just, but he she was like, everyone, they told me, everyone that uh, was in costume, especially a lady or anyone with a giant sword, he was like, I want my picture taken with that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, just like, which is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: That's very cool. Yeah. Well, I look so there's to, that, and then, of
0: course, look you know. I forward to see Danny.
1: That'll be good to see him.
0: Yeah. But then preview night is going to be the mad dash to the Super Seven booth in the attempt to get that crazy alien playset. Yeah, I'm. I am so on the fence. I, I. really, I want it. Uh,
1: you and I were there last year at that very same time. <laughs> yes, that, that, that was space. all of preview night. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I'm not going to get it or I'm not going to make the attempt because you know that's that's one of the. I suppose it's almost like it's such a privilege to get in for preview night that you're almost obligated to to. Get such things or hunt hunt things down like that, um, but it's it's very limited. I feel like people are going to be eating each other in line to try to get this thing. But also, um, I feel like it what's it like one hundred and twenty bucks? One hundred.
0: It's just a hundred. <laughs> I say that. Just a hundred. Yeah. It's just a piece of resin and some cardboard. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's, and it's I, it looks cool. It's just
1: I got to be so careful these days with. How much stuff I bring back, or what I even bring into the house, and it's not—it's not like the significant the other person in my life is like, you can't. It's not that. It's it, it's me personally too. Like I don't want a lot of clutter. Like I, you know, when stuff starts to kind of spill over, I start to get anxious too. And this is the kind of thing that that I would want open and on display. And right. It's such a big piece that, like, you know, bring in a few little new figures in here and there. I can rotate, or I can go, oh, time to put these in a box, put these on the shelf. But this is a thing, this is a pretty substantial piece, right? I mean,
0: it's 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 a big, if you look at it in scale with the figures. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be like those old, like, Land of the Jawas sets that Kenner did. That was, you know, the plastic base, you got, like, the escape pod, and then there was this cardboard backdrop behind it of the sand crawler with kind of a chintzy little can I, elevator. Thing. Can I just jump
1: in as as long as you you mentioned it? I had all the figures. I was very particular about the figures. I wasn't one of those spoiled kids that had to have everything. I had the X-wing. I had the Millennium Falcon which I begged for for Christmas one year and I got it. And I, I mean that was my lo- once I got that, I didn't I had some of the diecast ships, but it was almost like I got the Millennium Falcon. I really don't... I don't care if I get anything else. It's fine. I think I had the Landspeeder. And then when it came to play sets, I had the Cantina. And of all the other play sets to get, I had a list of things. It was either a birthday or Christmas or something. I got Land of the Jawas.
0: That's okay. pretty much
1: it. After that, I kind of went, you know what? I'm not even going to bother asking. for the- Forget. I don't need the play sets. Because that play is is such a such the most boring
0: playset in the history of Star Wars of anything that was, was ever come made. Come on. It had a cave that <laughs> you, could, you could rotate things slightly it had, with a lever. It had the,
1: the lever that shot R2 up into the Sandcrawler, right? Isn't that
0: part of right, it? Right, yeah. yeah. There was that. The yeah. only cool Which thing. Which did not work well after about ten tries no, because it was just cardboard. Just attached to cardboard, yeah. Um, the only thing that was pretty cool, and you
1: know what I'm going to say – was the escape pod itself? It did. It yes. did come with, uh, a, a, you know, I guess a vehicle sort of that came with.
0: It. Yeah, and that was the only time that was ever released. That's right. I
1: mean, you could never get it any other way. That's right. The only other thing that they did, and I have it somewhere, because I thought it was so neat. Do you remember the Galoob, uh micro? What are they called? were they called micro machines?
0: Micro machines. Uh huh. So
1: not the little 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 baby machine, little baby vehicles, the ones that had little figures. Yeah, okay. So they did like a desert skiff. They did uh
0: they did every single ship. Did they do the, they the movies
1: make the millennium falcon? Yes, they did. Yeah, now, but it was the, big. Not that giant giant one that flipped open. Not that thing. Is that what you're talking about? It's still the one that's in scale with those same figures. Oh, so that yeah. is the one that they did. Okay. Yeah. So I see. I passed on that, but uh, I got like a couple other ships, and then they they made the escape pod. Do you
0: remember that? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I've got it. So. And it came with a little little baby versions of R2 and 3PO, which you put inside. There were like even little uh, slots to put yeah. to put them like up against the, the the inner wall of the of the pod, so they stayed put. It's a neat little it's a neat little thing, but it's like the only version of the escape pod, kind of. Thing.
0: Um, anyway. So, well, Has, Hasbro did so one make, eventually, too. Say again? Hasbro did a, an escape pod also.
1: Oh, they did?
0: Yeah. Like, and there's a Lego escape pod.
1: But the, but Hasbro's was in line with the three
0: and three quarter inch figures? With the new, yeah. Oh. Was
1: yeah. that like an exclusive for
0: somewhere or something? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was on like a giant card and you kind of put it together. I'd have to look that up. I, did, I yeah. did not know that. Got little rotating rockets and stuff.
1: Rockets,
0: yeah, you know the little thrusters.
1: Oh, oh, oh thrusters. I see.
0: Uh, but yeah, the thing about that alien set though is it's it's the egg chamber, which in theory, really, only one of your figures goes in.
1: Right. That's the thing. You know, see the other ones are up top going. Can you wrap it up there, Hurt? Yeah. We've got to get back to the ship. Can you wrap it up? You know. Um. So that that's uh.
0: I'm really on the fence about that cause it's, it's. But there's there is the possibility now that it will see some. There'll be a wider edition somehow. It's got to be there because it, it it upset a lot of people. The fact that there's only 250 of yeah, them. Yeah,
1: it's really they, they've got to do it. Maybe they'll probably do an. They'll do another version, but in different packaging. I'm sure.
0: I'm just. I hope they announce it before the con, so I know whether or not I have to stand in line all night. Right. Because that's 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 my fear.
1: Because it's no fun, you know
0: no it's
1: someone um well it doesn't matter somebody brought mentioned this they said something about um postage you know not not uh or or, or at the show versus postage and they on principle for some reason they were saying if it's available at the show they sort- they sort of won't do won't do postage on principle um it's <laughs> available at the show and I'm thinking I would rather. If you told me that it was going to be ten or twelve bucks for postage and I was guaranteed to get it, I would much rather deal with that than stand in line for ninety minutes. Absolutely, uh, hands down. Yes. Um, so, uh, so you're going to make a mad dash for that. You're going to see some people. Um, yes. And then, um, and then you. But you have other stuff besides, you know, your reporting, and you're, you know, picking things up for yourself, and you know, reporting and whatever else. You've got panels that you do every year.
0: That's correct. I have two
1: this you year. You do two, right? Yeah. So you've got, you've got a couple of panels. Do you want to tell the folks sure. about, about those if they're heading down?
0: Uh, sure. There's one that is called Everything Old is New Again, The Resurgence of 90s Properties in Toys. Oh. Uh, and that's sort of, you know, talking about the millennials are now starting to be sort of uh, reminiscing and nostalgic for their, you know, the, the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers and Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. and, and and those, you know, all that stuff is coming back and people are looking for that again. <laughs> yeah, it's been 20 years for that stuff, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the other one is the high cost of having fun, talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, how expensive manufacturing has got and how expensive figures are getting. And, you know, we're, uh, we're starting to kind of see the tipping point on some things of what people are willing to pay uh, for collectibles.
1: Yeah, do uh, g- you want to give me some examples of what sort of is...
0: Well, I think, you know, we, we saw that with uh, Mattel and the, the DC subscription, you know, with, with the price of those figures and what it costs to ship them to you each month. Uh, you know, you, they couldn't make that subscription work.
1: But now isn't that... But see, that's different than going to your local whatever store and and picking something. Like that, that's a good example, obviously. That, that's right. very specialty and niche. But if you're talking about um, just going to Target to get a three and three quarter inch Star Wars figure or a, you know, uh, Batman figure or whatever, is that an issue as well? Are people? Oh, sure. that? so.
0: Yeah, because people people are, you know, they don't want to pay fifteen dollars for a three and three quarter inch figure that may or may not have an accessory. Right. You know, they're they are used to. The olden days where you could get, uh, you know, a nicely articulated six-inch figure with a build-a-figure piece for ten bucks.
1: Yeah, and now that average is what twenty, twenty-two bucks. Yeah. For like a, the build-a-figure thing, I think that's another yeah. reason that I'm, I'm finding the the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff so refreshing. And by the way, you saw seventeen minutes of it. Um, I'm not even sure I want to hear you say. Eh. I'm not even sure I want to hear opinion. So. <laughs> maybe you can just you say me? that you saw the 17 minutes and we can revisit it in august cuz i'm so i'm so excited for this movie i'm getting more and more excited for this thing yes i'm not sure how much i want to know
0: from you so i'm just going to say uh i cannot wait until august oh, 1st. oh
1: okay great that's enough that's perfect that's plenty
0: uh, i did say uh, so the 17 minutes were I'll just say quickly, two scenes and then sort of an extended trailer at the end. Uh, Some of that other footage has come out now with the new trailer that came out the day after. And there was a nice intro by James Gunn, just saying, hey, thanks, everyone. Don't record this and put it on the Internet. We're so excited. Enjoy the thing.
1: See, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm getting more excited. I'm starting to embrace this thing. The the closer we get to this and the more stuff I see and the more people that are coming up to me going, what the hell is this thing? The more I'm embracing it on principle alone and the more I want it to succeed on principle because it is so odd. It is such an odd choice. And, um, you know, if you look at the roster of stuff that's been in development, I mean, they've been talking about Doctor Strange for seven years, for God's sake. Yeah. In one way or another, um, this thing comes out of nowhere um, and it's it's just I think it's just really smart to try to corner all these different markets and if this ends up being the sci-fi you know space market for Marvel <clears throat> and launching that whole thing, I mean then you've got you've just got more boxes being ticked you know by Marvel um, and it just it to me if this thing works. Then the sky's the limit. Then, like, you know, what what character couldn't you do something on? Uh, we right. may eventually get a, a, a proper version of you know Howard the Duck at some point if the <laughs> if the legal stuff gets lined up and everything else.
0: Are we Are we sure we want to tread back into those waters? I don't know. But anything's <clears throat> possible if if this thing works, you know. Yeah, but at this point, you yeah have to be pretty careful about spoilers because I've seen some stuff. I guess the uh the end credit scene has leaked perhaps. Oh no. And people are talking about that. <clears throat> oh no,
1: okay. <clears throat> I'm trying to avoid articles and
0: you know like I say if a new trailer
1: shows up and there's and there's new bits of stuff, you know, I I, I want to see it. I I don't run away from such things. <clears throat> I just don't want to read too much or, or, or know too much. So um well, the
0: great thing is at <laughs> one point Rocket Raccoon comes down onto the spaceship. Everyone you know? blows up.
1: Uh, okay, let's let's um, let's. This will tie back into Comic Con since we're already on that that topic of <clears throat> you being excited about Comic Con. Yes.
0: Um,
1: let's talk about what you're excited about this week.
0: Okay, uh, there was an announcement this week from Hasbro, a, ve- a very surprise announcement. I don't think anyone was saw this one swimming up the Hudson at any point. Uh, for one of their exclusives, they are doing. Do you remember Mighty Mugs? I do remember Mighty Mugs. Wadi vinyl uh, form factor that they kept repainting and stuff. So those went away for a while, and then they did mini mugs, and they did micro mugs. Yes. uh, But now they are bringing back one of the Mighty Mugs. mugs.
1: Coffee mugs.
0: No, no. And it is Rom the Space Knight. Yeah. Based on the old Parker Brothers figure. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, And the Marvel comic. Yes. Of the 80s. So uh, I'm hoping this is testing the waters to see how uh, people re receive ROM in this modern area era, and that we get either a, a Marvel Legend or a uh, Marvel Universe. I guess they're calling them what are the Infinite series now or like whatever. Those, little, those are those are like seventeen dollars. They can be, yeah. Those little suckers,
1: yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, ROM, I'd be down for a ROM mug, so I'm gonna try and swing by and pick that up. I'd be down for a Marvel, a Marvel Legends. See, the thing is, I look at it on paper, I see the picture, and I go, "That's cute," and that's about as far as I mean. It, 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 I think it's cool that it's ROM, uh, you know. But like I say, if it was a Marvel Legends or any one of those other categories, even like a, you know, a Lego type thing or a uh, Creo, Mini made or a Creo or what have you, uh, I would be down for that. Uh, the Mighty Mugs, they're just I mean, not my cup of tea. Um and they're they're fun and they're cute and all that, but not my cup of tea. And they're huge as well. They're you know, you start collecting those, it's like you need room, sister.
0: Those are yes. those
1: are big bo- it's like collecting Mr. Potato Heads.
0: They kind of are, you yeah. Know, they're they're big, so there's also a cute Mr. Potato Head exclusive of Deadpool yeah. that they call Dead Peel. I saw that. That Again,
1: I see that and I go, oh, I would grab that. Then, Because then I, I saw something recently at um, Toys R Us maybe? I forget where. Or maybe I saw it online. Have you seen the little mini figures of Potato Head? There's yes. mini ones that are like Transformers and there's mini Marvel ones. Yep. Those are fun. Uh, yeah, they are. But again, at the end of the day, it's a mini Mr. Potato Head that I don't need to get right now, but they're cute. They're fun little figures, uh, and the Deadpool thing is a fun thing. So I hope that does well for everyone.
0: Uh, How about you? What are you excited about? Well,
1: <clears throat> this is uh, this is a tough one because um, it's not a thousand percent confirmed, and the tickets aren't in my hand. But it's looking like my wife and I got tickets for Paul McCartney. Uh, oh. August 10th at Dodger Stadium. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, that's my birthday presents because my birthday is end of this month. She's been asking me what I want, what I want, and it's like I know that's like a week after, but if we can get tickets for McCartney, that's pretty much all I need. I mean, we'll see Guardians of the Galaxy because it's like the day after my birthday, so we'll do that, but then take a break and then (laughs) regroup on the 10th. So it's looking like 90% that we've got these tickets. And they're, I think they're really good tickets as well because they're, <clears throat> they're not cheap. <clears throat> um, so I'm very excited about that because uh, I increasingly get the feeling this is going to be the last time he does this. He does feel right, like right. this. And um, I want to see him with my wife. I want her to experience this.
0: Um, this isn't like an indecent proposal sort of no, thing. No, no. Well, okay. I mean, if, he's up, if
1: McCartney's up for it. I mean. <laughs> what? Wait a second. Um, but uh, the thing is, like, we we just had this amazing experience uh, this past week. We went to see Kiss. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the Forum. Uh, and by the way, Def Leppard opened up for Kiss. So we got there with the madness just to get there. We got there for, like, the last four songs, five songs, Def Leppard's set. <clears throat> which was fun. You know, never a fan of either group, never, never disliked them, always would listen to them if they were on, just never really owned any of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, when you start hearing these Def Leppard tunes, it's like, oh my God, I could be, it's, it's, it's Friday night videos. Do you remember Friday night video? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the one, you know, is it photographs? Is that, was the big one? There were two or three off that record. Uh, yeah. Pyromania, I think it was in 83. They were yep. huge. I mean, they just, they rotated those videos. Uh, and suddenly you hear this photograph. It's like, oh, my God, I'm 12 years old in, in, my, in my den on Friday night, Friday night videos. Um, and the Kiss show, we had such a good time. She had such fun. She was kind of reluctant about going. Um, not, 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 again, no dislike, but just like, oh, it's, you know, it's the forum. It's a big concert. You know, we much prefer things like the Wiltern or, you know, even the Greek Kind of thing. Um, she's not a big fan of like big, you know, venues, um, and we had such a good time um, that uh, she's kind of got the bug now. And it's like, okay, now, now you're going to see a show. If We go to McCartney. That's going to be a show. Yeah, yeah. But the kiss thing was was fun, and uh, it, you know, I'm mean, gonna I have to say this because it's just it's phenomenal. It wasn't, it wasn't the pyrotechnics. It I mean all the stuff that you've been reading about and then seeing in footage since the mid-70s. It all happened. You know, Gene Simmons had a bass solo where he spit up blood. He shot fire out of his mouth. There were explosions, you know, crazy spinal tap, like, stage antics and song titles like Love Gun, things like that. It was all there. But the thing that really knocked me out was Paul Stanley. Okay, okay. He was so amazing in this show. Like he was such a front man. His voice, I mean, every time he addressed the audience, he was like it was like a sing song. <laughs> like, now listen everybody you know, like that. Every time yeah. he spoke to the audience, it was like that. Um his voice was amazing, you know, hit all the notes. And he's in better shape at sixty-two than I've been in my entire life. <laughs> right. He, he yeah. just looked fantastic. Um, and it was, it was, he was, he really made it. It was, it was great. Um, so, um, so that was a lot of fun. That was a, and I, I, you know, I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid man. I got, I got a super cool kiss, uh, baseball cap. All right. The logo. And I got, uh, the kiss army. Remember the kiss army? Sure. Sure. I got a, a little, uh, Embroidered patch, Kiss Army patch, and a Kiss Army keychain.
0: You're gonna sew that onto your jean jacket? I'm gonna sew
1: it onto my well, my acid-washed jean. Right. Great. Uh, yeah, with my uh, with my Nagel artwork on the back. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> you Remember the Nagel print? Sure, sure. Um, so that, I was alive. That was fun. That was that was a lot of fun. So uh, very very exciting uh, show to go to. Um, but we're gonna. This is gonna be an, a, a slightly truncated, good word to use. Sure. Uh, version of the show because we got so much going on. So we got other stuff to get to. What else is going on with you? What else have you? You've seen a lot of movies lately, it seems.
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah. So last night. We saw Planet of the Apes. Ooh. Okay. The new one. one.
1: Don't don't tell me. But I hear there's some monkey business. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of monkey business going on. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, you know, every everyone's been raving about it. I haven't seen a single person go, you know what? Uh, uh, just it's, what, it's 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 literally like the whole Godfather one and two. Like how could a
1: the move the first one was so good that this right. one was probably gonna be a disappointment and everyone's
0: like, Nope, it's it's better than the original. And the one thing I have not heard oh. anyone talk about, and I don't think I will be spoiling anything, uh Stay till the end of the credits. There is not a scene, but there's some sort of audio cue that I'm curious what people think of that. So you're saying
1: credits go all the way through. Yes. You're you're down to the soundtrack stuff and the copyright and all that stuff.
0: Right. No animals were harmed in the making of this film. Right. And uh there's some sound that comes in that uh I just I'm curious if people took it the same way I did.
1: All right. Now have you have you since double checked this online or something? I have not yet.
0: I just saw it the other day. So uh but I haven't I no one that I've saw talk about it has mentioned that uh so <clears throat> I'm just right. just curious. So this could be a- but the thing about it I mean it is it's a gorgeous film and you know it's it's no surprise because of where we are in the storyline that Every single shot in this movie is some kind of special effects shot. Okay. So, I mean, they had to pour gajillions of hours into this. It's Weta primarily doing all the effects, and it's gorgeous. Oh, you know, I, I don't know if I knew that, that it was Weta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, and highly recommend all right. Dawn of the Planet of
1: the Apes. All right. And, and um, uh, like, rental-wise, you're catching up on a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, saw Inside Llewellyn Davis, finally, what? which I've been wanting to see for, quite mm. I've dug it. You know, it's uh, any movie where T-Bone Burnett sources the music, you know it's going to be rock solid. Now, He's, that's just his superpower.
1: Now, here's the thing. I enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, you know, I didn't dislike it. I'd probably see it again. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was good. But it's an interesting... You know, and, and you can say this about some of the Coen Brothers stuff, like some of the stuff sneaks up on you. Like, I think, you know, the one that they did a few, a few movies ago, uh, A Serious Man. Oh, yeah. Love that. I love that yep. movie. And I don't know anyone that, that loves it, <laughs> you know? I really enjoyed it. But it's the kind of thing that second or third viewing, it really creeps up on you. You know, I really, yeah, I really sure. dig it more. This one, I just was kind of like, he's such an unlikable character, and again, without giving too much away, you know he's so unlike what what really happens in this thing? I mean, there's really no arc to this, you know. If anything, it um, it sort of addresses, you know, the futility of so much of this stuff and people's lives, and certainly, you know, his life um, yeah. because of the way. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but you know what I'm you know what I'm going to get at, like the.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's, I think this is a more realistic portrayal of real life in that, you know, he's been pursuing this shot, as it were, and he gets that, and it just, you know, it's not the, it doesn't, it's not a huge thing in either direction of the spectrum. Right. It's just sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, and I think that happens more often
1: than not, you It's know? true. It's true. And only the Co- you know, it's like you not that the Cohen brothers ever give you, you know, fairy tale endings by any means. They tend to go with the the more realistic or the more difficult uh, you know, answer. Um, but I mean it's it's the kind of thing that um, you know, certainly not certainly not your fairy tale uh, Climax. You know what
0: I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know, yeah, I mean, you as an actor, you know, you go on these auditions, right. and you think, oh my gosh, this is either going to be the big break, or but no one ever calls to say, you know what, great job, but you just don't <laughs> hear anything. You know? Well, yeah. And it's just like it's he, just like, oh, I guess they found someone else. He
1: takes that physical journey. He takes the emotional journey and everything else. And when that moment finally comes, you're like, wow, that didn't <laughs> didn't quite go the way. Yeah. I thought it was going to go,
0: and you know he is he is unlikable in a lot of it. But man, you just you see every moment sort of pass through his eyes. You know he's just he's dealing with uh, you know a loss that that sort of colors everything he does. Uh, I just I just thought it was great. The music was great. Uh, the performances were all dynamite, uh, and just interesting stuff from them. Yeah, I thought so too, and I'm really I'm
1: really glad that. That I saw it um, before the announcement was made for Star Wars, because right. not that I couldn't, you know, seek this guy's stuff out, you know, afterwards, but it was as soon as his name, I saw his name, I was like, oh yeah, because I just saw him in this thing, and I thought he was terrific. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't, I, because you know, he he's 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 got a music background anyway, right? But um. <laughs> Just as a as a as a performer, as an actor, I thought he was
0: really good in this thing. Agreed. And
1: uh, you know, like I say, he doesn't it's not playing it to be to be liked. It's an unlikable character for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Um but I'll say I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh what's her name? Carrie Mulligan. Uh-huh. I'm I'm done. You know? Wow. I don't I don't need to see her in anything else again. She's in every third movie made for the past five years. And uh <laughs> Nothing's knocking my socks off. Oh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the other guy's in it, too. What's his name? From plural. Adam yeah, Driver. The other Star yep. Wars guy. So they've got a, That's right. In fact, they've got a scene, couple scenes together.
0: Yeah. And hopefully Justin Timberlake will be in there, too. Yes, we've got to get him in the new Star Wars. <laughs> yes. uh, what else did you see? Uh, so we did a little mini uh, Harrison Ford Film Fest. I saw 42 and Ender's Game.
1: All right, now 42 I thought was a good yes. movie. I thought he was fantastic in it.
0: Agree. I thought it's a that's a tough watch. There are some really yeah. uncomfortable moments, but a fantastic film. Yeah, a and that's, that's I could give a rat's ass about sports. I don't watch sports. I don't follow sports. Right. Any of them. Right. But I love sports movies.
1: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so I saw that. It didn't blow me away. I thought it was very good, but I thought
0: Harrison Ford. I'm
1: just watching it, going, "What the hell? Like, where has this guy been?" Because yeah. He, he truly is doing what I don't think he's ever really done since before he was anybody, and he's, he's doing a character thing, yeah, you know he's wearing some, some padding to put on some weight, he's got a, a, a false nose and you know whatever else, and he's lowering his voice. But I mean, if, if you, you shouldn't if you haven't yet, YouTube footage of uh, Branch Ricky and, mm-hmm. and, and look at actual footage of the guy. Yeah. He really nails this guy. He really, yeah, yeah. he really gets it down. Um I thought he was terrific in it. So I, I'd love to see more more of that stuff. And then you saw Ender's game too. I did, yep. Yeah. Again, I just I saw it and I couldn't tell you what it was about. <laughs> okay. You know, as a kid being trained for fight space monsters and that's all I got.
0: I mean there's a there's a bit more to it than that, but yeah. It wasn't, wasn't my favorite thing I saw, but I thought, you know, it was interesting.
1: Just inconsequential to me. Didn't really. And what else?
0: Uh, finally saw Life of Pi.
1: Life of life. Monty Python's Life of
0: Pi? No, no. There's no there's no pythons in it at all. Oh.
1: Oh, this is the one about the.
0: The, the kid on the raft with the tiger. The tiger. Yes, yeah. Richard Parker.
1: Based on a true story. Richard Parker. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It really is, oh, yeah, but beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a great movie. Not something you want to not something I would own. And right. Put on, you know. I get into this argument with my wife all the time. She loves District 9. Okay. She loves it. I think it's a great movie. I actually bought it for her. But when it comes to, you know, certain <clears throat> you know, certain Saturday night, oh, it's movie night or, you know, late Sunday afternoon, hey, let's put a movie on. She always reaches every, every third or fourth suggestion, she'll go for District 9. And she knows what the answer is going to be every time. Like, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, when am I going to watch it? I don't know. Watch it some night when I'm not here. Or watch it, you know, when I can't do it. So finally, I gave in uh, after, you know, however many, and we put it on. And it's just, it is so difficult for me to get through that movie.
0: It's, it's, you you get upset by depressing things or really violent things.
1: It's not the violence. What it what it is is it depressing in the way of like like I could probably watch The Deer Hunter, you know, once a month before I could watch District Nine once a month. And what it has to do is is, is it's the it's the cruelty toward other people or toward innocence, you know, right. like 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 I have a tough like I own. Uh, the new Planet of the Apes, the first one. Uh, what's it called? Uh-huh. Dawn. Uh. Wait. What's
0: this one called? The, this one is Dawn, right? The other's Rise.
1: Rise. Rise. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. I own Rise and Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's great, but it's it's those those, those scenes where they, he leaves him behind. Yeah. And, you know, he leaves him at that that sanctuary. You know, and stuff like that. It's. Brutal. Brutal. Do you remember that one about uh, uh, it was Matthew Broderick and uh, Helen Hunt? And Matthew Broderick is like a pilot that has to train uh, monkeys to fly a plane.
0: Project X? Project
1: X. Yes. Holy shit. There's a scene in Project X. You remember the scene where like the... Poisonous gas is gonna—it's gonna—it's gonna get out of the building or make its way around the building and kill hundreds of people, if this monkey that's trapped in the room doesn't like flick a switch or turn a lever or something. Yeah. And he signs to the monkey outside the window to tell you know like he's like he's gonna get a treat if he goes and does this thing, but of course the monkey's in there he's gonna die, right. and he gets the chimp to go over and turn the knob or whatever. And he comes over the window like, okay, where's my treat? And then, of course, he doesn't have a treat to give him and slowly watches him die. Meanwhile, without even knowing it, the chimp has saved the universe or whatever. Yes. That is heartbreaking. Like, I can't watch <laughs> that. It just – it kills me. I, I can't – so District 9 is like no matter how beautifully it's put together and the effects and uh, – you know, what's his name? The lead, Charlton. He's sublime. That yeah. guy had never done anything. He was amazing. Can't watch that movie. I cannot, I cannot do it, and life of pie is just heartbreaking. Like, I couldn't, you couldn't, we gonna pop that in once a year,
0: watch that Saturday night, you know, order some Chinese. It's okay, food. it's okay to have the feels. It's all right. Mm.
1: You can do it. I don't want to. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shut down.
0: So on the other end of the spectrum, I also got to, as part of my birthday celebration, I went and saw the Rift Tracks live Sharknado. <laughs> yes, I heard about. Which that. was amazing. Now. It was really, really amazingly fun. funny because they're doing the riff tracks thing. Correct. That movie would be unwatchable without it. I cannot believe it got made, but. But, but isn't it? What, what do you call
1: this? There's got to be a new name. It's a beast movie. Well, it's a beast movie, but 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 even when they made when Corman, you know, or the, you know, like Alligator, you know, John Sales, he wrote Alligator back in 1980, and he talked about it like. Is it a beast movie? Is it a creature feature? You know, what do you call? It? Is it a monster movie? What's what, what's ca- this whole thing? This intentionally, you know, making something intentionally bad. Like what? In other words, like they're not they're, the people that act in it. They're not the director. Probably isn't saying you know go big here, you know go small here, you know mumble here, be a bad actor. They're doing it with right. conviction. But these things are being made, knowing how absurd they are. Yes. And how ridiculous they are. So is there a name for that intentional bad filmmaking?
0: I don't know that they've got a name for that. Well, here. we should come up with one. Start coining it. So, yeah, I think they're going to reshow that in theaters a couple of times, so if you get a chance. And then they're they're also going to do uh, Godzilla in August. But the delightful Matthew Broderick. Right oh, on.
1: I was going to say, which one? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. The, the Broderick. So
1: 97?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah. God, do you remember that? I do. I saw that in the theater. I mean, do you remember the buildup? Yes, where they wouldn't show the creature for. They wouldn't show the, the, the t- till the day before. They wouldn't show the
1: creature. The toys came out, of course. Those of us that followed such things, you know, saw the toys. Uh, terrible design. No two ways about it. No, no matter how much distance you get from that, terrible design. Terrible choices being made. Um what a mess that movie was. Yeah. You know? And didn't that kind of effectively shut that team down for a while?
0: Uh and rightfully so. Devlin
1: and The
0: Devil and Max Devlin. Until the what of twenty twelve or whatever that movie right. they did?
1: The Devil and Dean Devlin. Um okay, well I saw something recently that I just picked up because I have everything else the man has done. the yes. uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. Uh finally saw it. Did you see it?
0: Uh, I have not yet.
1: Okay. Well, I'll leave that alone then. Alright. I'll, I'll just take that out, put it on the table, and I'll step away.
0: Did you see the trailer for the new uh, Terry Gilliam?
1: I did. The Zero Theorem. Yep. Yes, I did. And is it got a release date yet? I th-
0: thought it was
1: either August or September. Okay, because I had heard... I had heard that, but it was going to be maybe, um, what do you call it? Not pay-per-view, but... Oh, direct market direct for the release? Mark. Video on demand? Video on demand, I think, is what the, the kids call it. Speaking okay. of, here's a little bright spot, since we're talking about such depressing shit. Uh, I finally saw the Lego movie. Yes? What, what a delight that movie was. That's what I told you. What a fun... Yes. What a fun... Bizarre, subversive, weird, effed up, smart movie (laughs) that I don't know what the hell. That was such a strange experience. It was, yeah. Even if I thought it was okay, I would be recommending that movie to people because it's so freaking weird. Uh, But I I really enjoyed it. We both enjoyed it, and we laughed out loud.
0: And it sneaks up on you. It
1: really sneaks up on you, and it's weird, man. It's really subversive and weird. Uh, so many clever in jokes that you're like, are they taking the piss, you know, out of Lego? Like, are they making jokes about their own stuff and yeah. the absurdity, or are they in on the joke? Are they saying? I mean, they're 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 acknowledging the commercialism. They're acknowledging the money and everything else, but in a subversive way. Yeah, And then when it gets to the climax, I still am not sure how I feel about this. Remember mm-hmm. how when we saw um, Cabin in the Woods? Yes. You remember how I called you afterwards? Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this yet. I'm going to need some time. <laughs> right. I'm going to need some distance. Um, and I still am not 100% sure how I feel about Cabin in the Woods. But the audacity of it you know, I gotta shake its hands right what it right. what it did, and this Lego thing, man, when it takes
0: that turn, I mean, what do you think about that uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh you know of course when and I think we talked about this when they announced a Lego movie was being made, it was like that's gonna be the worst thing ever right that is that is taking it a step too far, okay, but I think they found the right people and they really, in all of it, addressed the spectrum of Lego fans. Uh-huh. From the, you know, the kid that just wants to build stuff out of a pile of bricks to the people that collect it to the people that just had it as kids. I mean, they, they there was something for everyone in that film. And it, I just thought it was handled masterfully. Yes, it was, but I'm talking about the climate.
1: <clears throat> I'm talking about the...
0: Are you talking about the shift in format?
1: Yes, I'm talking about the wall being broken, so to speak.
0: I, I, st- I still thought that was amazing. You know, I mean, that, that delivered uh, I just did, uh, but an extra layer of emotional impact. Yes,
1: yes. You know, yeah, the stuff with, yeah, that whole storyline, right. But the the madness of it, and of course, I'm not going to get too hung up on the logic of it, because we're talking about the Lego movie, but it's... it's, Did it negate all that sort of came before it, this adventure you were having with these... I mean, so basically what it was saying... Oh, I'm not going to dance around it. If you haven't seen it, see it, whatever. But is it acknowledging the fact then that any one of these movies that gets made, however, let's say they do four or five more Lego movies, is it acknowledging the fact that basically what we're watching... Is this kid or wh- whatever kid, whatever next house we're going to be in, um, their telling of a tale that all all it really is is whatever kid playing with said toys making up this adventure.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't think they can they can trick us with that again. So yeah, exactly. I don't know what. Yeah, I I don't know what the format of the next one will be. Wouldn't that, but, wouldn't that
1: stand to a reason that you can't? If you've already set this up, that you've broken that down, and what we're watching is, because I mean, I loved all the gags, like yeah. before we got to that reveal, you know, the band aid, the crazy glue, you know, all those household things. I, I thought were fun because I was going with it. I was like, oh, yeah. these Lego guys are having their adventures just like the Toy Story guys are, and they don't totally understand the outside world because they don't really live in that world. They live in their own little Lego world. And so if all they're exposed to are Lego instruction sheets and Lego stickers and whatever else, I mean, that that setup, the setup of Emmett and the way he sort of described his world was perfect, as if these little Lego people only lived in that Lego world. You know, everything is awesome, you know, all that stuff.
0: It was brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think they have to do something else for the next one. Otherwise, it's going to be like, you know, if they made the seventh sense with Haley Joel Osment, you know, like we we can't go into it knowing what we know from the first one. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. so if they do, but already you've got the conceit, you know, already you've got people going in with that that notion or that conceit that what they're about to watch is someone's interpretation of a Lego world. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not taking away from it at all. I think it was a really bold thing to do, especially because, like, they clearly had their eyes on a franchise, that, like, a, that this thing was probably going to work, probably going to work really well, yeah. which would lead to more movies. So to take that turn and give that reveal in the first movie was like, oh my God, you're kind of, you're kind of giving it all up. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're, that's a yeah. huge thing to do. A huge reveal. Totally. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so much so that I tracked down one of the little Lego sets um, I'm going to give the Lego, the, the pieces and the little machine thing. I'm going to give that to my nephew because he loves Legos. Yeah. But I took the figures out of it. <laughs> so. Wow. Hey, he's still getting, still getting some cool Lego pieces. Right. right. A little Lego machine, he can take his other guys and stick them in the machine. I see. Cause I wanted, uh, Emmett and what's the girl calls?
0: Wild Child. It comes
1: with Emmett. It comes wild Style. Emmett Wild Style, and then um, like Robo SWAT, like a Robo SWAT guy. And yep. I loved Good Cop Bad Cop. Oh, Liam Neeson was great. Just, just that and the and the uh, the racing, the face thing and getting
0: erased
1: yep. And getting drawn on, I thought was genius, absolute genius. Um, really enjoyed it. That was that was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, what else did I see? Did I see anything else recently? Oh, I told you about the Kish show. Yep. So we did that. Did I see anything else? Lego movie? Uh, oh, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I noticed people have been noticing us talking about it and its merchandise, and how refreshing we found some of the merchandise. I found a couple of pieces that are kind of weird, but, um... Just might interest people. Uh, We were joking about uh, the role play gun that's out there. Yeah. Shoots Nerf things. Yep. Not electronic. Now here's the thing: there's a Nerf set that's out there with the with the Star Lord mask and a little baby Star Lord gun that shoots one Nerf thing. It's tiny. Way too small, then you've got the role play gun that's huge and shoots nurse, but it's kind of like too big, but then it turns out there's another star Lord gun that you can find on like amoeba and it's basically one of those like you know what do you call the costume people like rubies those people yeah,
0: yeah, uh-huh. it's like
1: that kind of thing it's like a, it doesn't have a trigger, doesn't have any moving parts um it's like a costume. Gun, but it's the correct coloring. It's like a dark gray and black coloring uh, that looks very much like the one from the movie. The other thing yep. is, um, the, I was talking about the design of the ships, how, how great I think the ship designs are.
0: Yep. And
1: um, the Milano, that electronic ship that's out that Hasbro's uh-huh. made. Um, well, what they haven't done are like little Hot Wheels type vehicles. You know, like, like for, for Tron Legacy, there were little die-cast vehicles that Spinmaster made, and there was a larger yeah. one the figures could go in. But I found, again, on... Did I say Amoeba or Amazon? Uh, you said Amoeba. I meant to but... say Amazon, sorry. Yeah. Uh, on Amazon, um, there's a little... You know how they do those little decorations for cakes, like plastic toppers for cakes? Yep, yep. There's a little cake topper, plastic version ship of the Milano. Oh, okay. But it's brilliant. It's dead on. It's, it's really, really detailed and very cool. And it's about the size. It's a little bit bigger than a Hot Wheel car. Uh, so And that was like five bucks. So I found that, and it's really cool. It's going to go on my display case because it's like a little miniature version of the, of the ship if you don't want to spend
0: 25 bucks on a big electronic ship.
1: Nice. Yeah, there you go. Little, uh little shopping tidbits, tips for you folks there.
0: I got another fun thing uh the other day that I, I I cannot believe was made. Okay. Uh are you you're familiar with the Fisher Price Imagine X uh line of things? You know, they have some yeah. they have some licensed one like D C and yeah, Monsters they, Inc. Yeah, and they stuff.
1: Do. well they got Imagine X. I always get these mixed because D C is the Imagine X and then Marvel Marvel does the the play school heroes.
0: The super yeah, and superheroes.
1: They're kind of so. similar, but Yes. Different articulation and stuff.
0: Yes. Okay. So Imagine X also does non license. You know, they have their own like space, you know, one, they have their own like Knights yeah. and Ninjas one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've been doing blind bag figures, kinda like the Lego okay. sets. Uh and they're on Wave Three now. And one of the figures in there is like a hazmat guy in a little yellow suit. Oh yeah, I heard about it. And they all they all have like a little snap on mask mm-hmm. and like an accessory, but the when you take the the snap-on mask off, it is so clearly Walter White <laughs> from Breaking Bad, and it says on the package ages three to eight. You know, it's just like, <laughs> but you can, There's no doubt in anyone's mind because he's got little glasses, a little <laughs> goatee, and sort of arched eyebrows. You know, and clearly someone at a Fisher Price is a fan of Breaking Bad. It's just just a nice little Easter egg. That is funny yeah did you just did you just happen to upon it
1: as you opened a blind bag thing or did you did you had you heard about it online or something
0: uh I knew about it and and I also know that on the packaging on the back there's some numbers stamped into them mm-hmm. that tell you which figure it is so I knew which one it would be nice so i went i i found that one and and grabbed it the other day oh that's so. fun yeah yeah That's fine.
1: Uh, what else? What else is going on? We've got to wrap this up soon.
0: Yeah, we do got to wrap it up. Uh, just uh, something I thought was pretty significant for the next season of Arrow, season three. There were a couple of big announcements. Uh, Brandon Routh is staying within the DC Universe. He is going to be the Atom on Arrow. Arrow. Oh, good for Brandon Routh.
1: Yeah. He got, uh, he got
0: short shrift. He did a bit. He really did.
1: And um, if there's anything good I can say about Superman Returns, it is Brandon Ralph. He was easily the yeah. best thing in it. And uh you know unfortunately they've been kind of throwing um not not the fan not the fan community. I think I think the I think the geeks the geeks, you know, dig him and, and know his value. But <clears throat> a lot of the a lot of the outside world referred to as the outside world, kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yep. And uh he was great. He, he was terrific as Clark and Superman. So it's nice yeah. to see him getting, getting more stuff.
0: Uh, there's that. And then on, on uh, The Flash, Robbie Amell, who is the Arrow, Stephen Amell's cousin, is going to be Firestorm, it looks like. Wait, say that one more time. Robbie Amell, who is Stephen Amell's cousin, and Stephen Amell is Arrow on Arrow. Oh, you're
1: saying the actor's.
0: The actors, Okay, yes. gotcha. Uh, he's going to be Arrow, uh, or uh, he's going to be Firestorm on the Flash. So we're starting to get kind of a nice little Justice League going in the TV universe already. Uh, not to sound like too much of a
1: novice. Yes. It wasn't Firestorm, the chick in Spider-Man and His
0: Amazing Friends. No, that was Firestar.
1: Firestar. Yes. Got it. Okay. Firestorm
0: is. Is actually two people fused together. What? Ronnie Raymond and his professor uh, get fused together in an accident and becomes uh, a nuclear man. He's the guy with like fire shooting out of his head. Oh right, and and like no eyes. Yes, just that's right. Oh yeah, yep. okay. He's part of the superpowers line and and, Got it. and TV series. And Firestar, she was she was original. No,
1: I'm, I'm getting it wrong. Was she original in? Spider Man and his Amazing Friends and then became a Marvel character or Correct. Okay, right. But 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 Bobby, Iceman, existed before Spider Man and his Amazing Friends.
0: That's right. He was one of the original X Men. That's right.
1: It was there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is they, they, they kept that continuity. Like he was supposed to be the same X Man as the original Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then she became she became a character off of that show. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Great show, which I don't think, I still think, I don't think is available commercially on US, on Region 1 DVD. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure, because I have Region 2, uh, I have that that whole series on Region 2 DVD, and same thing with Fantastic Four, with uh, the robot, with Herbie the Robot.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure that's Region 2 only. Uh and also I thought Shout Factory finally came out. Maybe they did. Maybe they did recently. But the thing that's that's really effed up is the different versions of Spider-Man has amazing friends. Like this version, for example, this region two version, no Stanley narration. Oh, which okay. Is very strange. I don't know what there's yeah. some legal crap going on there. Uh yeah. but the one that uh <clears throat> the set that I have, the region two set that I have, does not have any Stanley narration. And, and I've also got the same company in the U.K. put out the Fantastic Four set with Herbie. You're, oh, you're right, saying yeah. that might have got released here, you said, right?
0: I, I think Shout Factory did finally release that, hmm. but I can't. I don't know off i top of my head. That is pure nostalgia. Spider-Man yeah. is
1: Amazing Friends
0: is still fun.
1: Some of that stuff holds up okay. It's pretty bad, but it holds up okay. Fantastic Four is such an abomination. <laughs> it is so bad, and the and the animation is about the worst that Hanna Barbera, and that's saying something, because their stuff got really bad in the seventies.
0: Do you remember though? There, there was a, a Thing Solo yes. animated series. It was a kid, and he he had the kids Thing Ring do your thing, thing ring. and he'd clack the two rings together, and rocks would fly onto it. That's right. That's right. I love I love that business. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Thing Ring, Thing Ring, do your thing. Yes, which is that's what he would yell.
1: Which is so bad, just on so many levels, but also just because it's so lazy that it uses the word "thing" twice. Yes, in its rhyme, right away. Yes, so bad. Um, all right, so there you go. Look at look at that. Look at that little. See, we go. We go to talk about one thing.
0: Right, and the next thing you know, There's a lot of movie talk in this one. We didn't get to any of the other stuff. You're repeating uh, a rhyme. A <laughs> bizarre animated- bizarre th- animated series
1: from our childhood that people have forgotten about um yeah. well i'll I'll tell you what we've talked about a lot of movies I've talked about some music with McCartney um oh, we should also say because we'll do two music things here to wrap it up um so you can get to your favorite topic um that is that Pink Floyd, perhaps you've heard of them i have. Not only did they just reissue a, a, a brand new edition of the Division Bell, which was their last studio record in '94. I'm a, I'm a Pink Floyd fan. I wouldn't say I'm—I don't have all their stuff, and I'm not like an uber fan. I saw them in '88 for that big comeback tour for Momentary Lapse of Reason, I guess you'd call it a comeback tour. Um, so the uh, new edition of Division Bell came out with all kinds of bells and whistles—no, no pun intended. Um, but they also announced they have a new album coming out yeah, in October. First new album in 20 years. They're saying that it's mainly um, alternate takes. Instru- it's going it to be instrumental, 90% of instrumental alternate takes and extras and things like that from the sessions that produced The Division Bell back in 93. Uh, but lots of stuff in there that never, has never been heard before. So that's interesting. Um They actually have an an album of new material coming out, even though it's, you know, not a bunch of new songs necessarily. Um, And on that note, you probably want to talk about one of your musical idols.
0: Well, I just think it's worth mentioning that Weird Al has a new album coming out, July 15th, called Mandatory Fun. Okay. All right. I don't I don't know anything about it except the title and I've seen like the album artwork so And you you're big... I don't know any I don't know any track, I don't know anything he's parodying. I just know wait 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 that it's coming. He's gonna do song parodies? Yeah, I think there will be some, yes. Wait,
1: so what are you saying? He's gonna he's gonna take an existing song and then he's gonna like put different lyrics to it
0: and make fun of it, you mean? He will do that, and he also does songs in the style of certain artists. He sort of compresses an amalgamation of their hits and makes a song in the style of those people. What? Yes. What a crazy idea! That will happen. That's crazy funny, and I'll tell you,
1: he better watch it though, because that's the kind of thing that's not going to last too long. Like people are going to get people will get tired of that after a couple of songs. Right, right. I don't think that will
0: sustain a career. Well, we'll see. You know, in this age of the the digital internets and the iTunes and the, you know, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Yeah, I, I think that I think the kid's got a future. I don't we'll know. See. I think
1: he better he better come up with some alternate plans.
0: And then the very last thing I want to mention as we head out because we got to go. Yes. Uh, two listeners that have written into us on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, first one is Tim Barron, who had some very nice things to yeah, say yeah, about us. Barron, and, and he's an artist, right? Uh, is he an artist? Is he an, isn't he the but he did some, I thought I saw some artwork. I noticed
1: his comment and I went to his page, I think, and I think he does some, some artwork or something. I'll look him up as you talk.
0: All right, you should. And then the other one is Matt Vickers, who is clearly a glutton for punishment. Uh, who just, he, he wrote to us on July 4th and said that he discovered the podcast about 15 days ago. Right. Uh, and then listened to 44 episodes in a row. <laughs> usually like seven a day. Uh, so he might not even be hearing this. He might still be catching up, depending on, on how uh, his consumption volume has progressed. But that's that's an amazing feat. I think that may be our first binge listener that we have found out about.
1: Well, and, and, uh, and we looked that gentleman up as well, and might we say, looks like a very healthy, well-put-together fellow, which means this stuff is not hazardous to your health. You can listen to multiple episodes of Geek Shall Inherit in a row. And if anything, it's going to make your life more full and right. give you, um, you know, really, really energize the red blood cells, so to speak. Yes. Uh, and yes, yeah. Tim Barron, and thank you for both of you for commenting and listening and uh, giving us feedback. And Tim Barron is uh, an artist. Oh, OK. Um, uh, I, I think he's a professional artist. Uh, but his stuff is on his Facebook page, and it's really, um, really, really neat. You know, very, very business, some really strange monster stuff, and uh, very, very interesting stuff.
0: Well, I shall, I shall check that yes. out once we sign off, then.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for the, um, thanks for for all the feedback and the listening, and we always appreciate it. And you and I, will we talk again before Comic Con? We will, right? We'll
0: probably, yeah. We'll probably try and squeeze one more in.
1: We we, we say it every year, but who knows? This year it might actually happen that we we get some face time with people down at Comic Con and record down there. Yeah. I mean, maybe it could happen. Stranger things have happened. Indeed. All right, everybody. Thanks, all. Thanks for listening. Shiny, let's be bad guys.
0: of nature's deepest mystery.